Chapter Twenty Four of Stories of the Victoria Cross by Frank Mundell. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Hero of Manipur. In the hill country between India and Burma lies the small semi independent state of Manipur, governed by a Maharaja, subject to the control of a British resident in the autumn of eighteen ninety the senapati or commander-in-chief dissatisfied with these arrangements deposed his sovereign and placed one of his own friends on the throne though the native states are allowed considerable freedom in the management of their internal affairs this act of rebellion called for the interference of the indian government having decided on the banishment of the senapati mr quinton chief commissioner of assam visited the capital accompanied by a bodyguard of gorkas in march eighteen ninety one on his arrival at the residency the commissioner invited the senapati to a meeting and arranged for his arrest the native chief however suspected the trap and excused his attendance on the ground of illness it was then resolved to seize him in his palace this was scarcely a wise step to take under the circumstances the senapati had under his command eight thousand men with four pieces of artillery while the british force was only four hundred and fifty gorkas without a single cannon unmindful however of the disparity of numbers the palace was attacked and entered but the senapati had escaped the fighting went on all day but the british force had to retire from the palace from want of ammunition they fell back on the residency which they held for several hours under a heavy fire from the enemy having only a few rounds of ammunition left and no fresh supply being obtainable quinton decided that further resistance was hopeless he therefore determined to treat with the senapati that evening the chief commissioner frank grimwood the resident the colonel and several officers went to the palace about half-past eight what actually passed at this interview we do not know excepting that the british were asked to surrender unconditionally this they refused to do and were at once cut down the residency now deprived of its chief officers was shortly afterwards again attacked by shot and shell knowing that their leaders would have returned if they had not met with some disaster the remaining officers decided to attempt to make their way to the nearest british outposts a distance of several miles carrying with them mrs grimwood the wife of the resident and sixteen wounded men mrs grimwood in a letter home thus describes the events which followed suddenly to my horror the firing began again at first i thought they had killed frank and the others 
but a bugler came rushing in and told us they had taken them prisoners as they would not listen to the shameful terms proposed which were that we were to give up our arms i fled down to the cellar again where the wounded were the firing was something awful and the shells bursting in every direction i got hurt in my arm it bled a lot but was not serious after another two hours we decided we must retreat as the house was in danger of catching fire the wounded were got out as quickly as possible three had died meanwhile we then moved off i dodged two shells by running behind a tree we went out at the back of the house and had to cross first a hedge of thorns then a high mud wall then a river before we could reach the road i had not even a hat and only very thin house shoes on one of these dropped off in the river where i got wet up to the shoulders we were fired at all the way i lay down in a ditch about twenty times that night while they were firing to try and escape bullets we left the residency at two o'clock in the morning and marched all the next day and the next night we had to go through the jungles as they were lying in wait for us all over the place and marched at least thirty miles with no food that was the twenty-fifth on the morning of the twenty-sixth we struck the Katchar road hoping to meet two hundred men who we knew were on their way up to relieve the guard we had eaten nothing since the morning of the twenty-fourth except a few mouthfuls of so-called dinner snatched as best we could we had to eat grass and leaves but i was too done up to care much my feet were cut to bits and my arm would not stop bleeding and i was perished with cold having got so wet in crossing the river we went on down the road and came upon a stockade where there were crowds of the enemy this we had to rush and i sprained my ankle and gave myself up for lost but i got over somehow and then we saw some men running up the hill below us some said they were manapuris and some said gurkhas and for some time we did not know but for the first time fortune favoured us they turned out to be men from Kachar, and we were saved but not one moment too soon we had still eight days march before us to get to british territory but though we have been fired on all the way it has been an easy time compared with all we went through before and yesterday we reached british territory and i took off my clothes for the first time in ten days when the british outposts were reached the little force had only two cartridges left one of which had been reserved to save mrs grimwood from falling alive into the hands of the enemy for her heroic conduct and her care for the wounded under fire mrs grimwood received the order of the red cross meanwhile 
information of the trouble at Manipur arrived at Tamu, a village some distance to the south, but the terrible fate of the officers was not known. Hoping to arrive in time to save the prisoners, a young officer named Lieutenant Grant collected a small force of eighty Gorkhas and on the twenty eighth of March set out to the rescue their progress was at first very slow for the enemy had blocked the road with twisted wire ropes and trunks of trees frequently while the soldiers were busy removing these obstacles they received a sudden call to arms to drive off the lurking foe over and over again would the little force have been annihilated but for the untiring zeal and prompt courage of the leader at length after a toilsome march of two days the small village of palel was reached here the enemy had collected in large numbers and a stubborn resistance was expected events however turned out otherwise for after a few shots had been exchanged the manipuris turned and fled the gurkhas pursued them for about three miles and took several prisoners then from one of the captives grant heard that the chief commissioner and those with him had been put to death as soon as darkness had settled down grant was again in motion marching all night he arrived at tobol early on the following morning here he found about a thousand of the enemy occupying a strong position on the opposite bank of a river having given the necessary orders for the attack the dauntless lieutenant dashed into the river at the head of his men twenty minutes after the firing of the first shot the enemy's trenches were captured following up this brilliant success the gurkhas carried five lines of walls and hedges in a similar dashing style before the last wall was reached the enemy were in full retreat grant then took up a position which he fortified as well as possible with the materials at his disposal after two hours sleep he again busied himself in strengthening the walls of his little fort by piling up rice baskets piles and ration sacks filled with earth even the lieutenant's pillow-case was made to do duty as a sandbag next day he received a letter from some prisoners at manipur beseeching him to withdraw his force or they would all be put to death grant replied that he was quite willing to retire if the prisoners were set at liberty and suitable hostages given for their safety but on no other conditions would he move a single step backwards this arrangement did not please the manipuris who tried to put the lieutenant off but he remained inflexible for four days the negotiations went on but no agreement could be arrived at then evidently with the intention of terrifying grant into accepting his terms the senapati sent word 
that he had three thousand men who would soon make an end of grant and his gurkhas to this the lieutenant replied that he did not care even if he had five thousand at dawn on the sixth of april the enemy renewed the attack and made most determined efforts to carry the position but they were met at all points by a rapid and well-directed fire creeping out of the fort with ten gurkhas grant made a brilliant sally and after dispersing a large body of the manapuris returned without loss to the fort some time afterwards he again went out accompanied by seven men and dislodged some of the enemy who were firing on our position from behind a hedge this having been accomplished grant found himself as he expressed it in a bit of a hole for thirty or forty were in a corner behind a wall six feet high over which they were firing at us there was no help for it the wall had to be cleared so they charged and after the hottest three minutes on record succeeded in their object when grant returned to the camp after this achievement he found himself face to face with a new danger ammunition was running short the following two days were a period of comparative inaction for the manapuris had learned by experience the danger of approaching within range of the rifles on the ninth of april grant received orders to retire that night during a terrible thunderstorm he set out and early on the following morning joined some troops that had been sent out to meet him the two parties then returned together to Palel grant spoke very highly of the gallant conduct of the gurkhas under his command and the gurkhas said how could we be beaten under grant sahib he is a tiger in fight grant received the victoria cross for conspicuous bravery and devotion to his country manipur was afterwards occupied by british troops order was restored and those who had been concerned in the murder of the officers were brought to justice and punished End of chapter 24